Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Depending on where you live, in or around the city, getting to the airport can be sort of a nightmare. And around the holiday season, everything's even more crowded than usual. Today, we're talking tips and tricks to making your travel time a smidge less painful. Plus, we've got the latest on all those renovations at the Pittsburgh International Airport. It's Monday, December 18th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. I am here with CityCast executive producer, Mary Lee Williams. Hi. Hi, Megan. (laughs) And producer, Sophia Lowe. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Y'all are both getting ready for holiday travel. I'm good. I don't have to do that this year. (laughs) I'm very excited. So jealous. (laughs) Same here. So we're talking about all the ways that it can be kind of a challenge to do that, navigating around the airport, actually getting to it. I'm curious when the last time y'all had to actually go to the airport was. For me, it was September, but I'm also literally about to fly to visit friends and family for the holidays. So good timing for us to do this episode. It was really all for you, Sophia. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think I went to the airport like like a month ago, but I also am going to be flying out of Pitt much closer to the holidays. Uh, so I am emotionally preparing myself because I also have to go by myself. OK. Yeah, I feel like that like changes the calculus a little bit when you don't have someone to commiserate live and in person. It's true. Yeah, but then you also don't have to, like, coordinate with other people. Well, I do, because I'm going to have someone driving me. But, like, <laughs> once I'm in the airport, I can just Zoom. Well, before we get too deep into that, we also want to talk about something that is so much easier than fighting traffic this holiday season. It's becoming a founding member of CityCast Pittsburgh. You know, before I joined CityCast, I was actually a listener, just like people that are tuning into this episode today. And a guest on the podcast as that, well. That's also true. That's also true. Y'all did interview me about my book club. And that was super fun. We'll link that in the show notes. But before all of that, I was turning to CityCast every day to stay up to date on the latest news in the region and get the best insider tips on events and new restaurants. So if you are like me right now and you rely on CityCast Pittsburgh, please also support us. You'll be helping us do more interviews with local politicians like Mayor Ed Ganey, or maybe even track down the best place to get a good fish fry in town. And you'll help us have even more in-person events. Yeah, and we've got perks if you become a member. You can get ad-free listening and also members-only updates. So please check it out. You can even gift a membership to someone if you want to. You can find all the information at membership.citycast.fm. So back to it, y'all. How do you get to the airport currently? So usually I take the bus to the airport. 
and I get someone to drive me. Most times it's my partner, but I've also taken Ubers before. And Megan, what about you? How do you get to the airport? (laughs) I typically drive. I'm kind of far away from any convenient bus access at the moment. Also, all the baby things. It's just easier to be like a rolling pack Mm. mule when I'm going places. Yeah, and the bus is an option for me, but I don't want to transfer when I'm lugging around a suitcase. Plus, I like flying as early as possible just to get it over with and on with my day. So in terms of traffic, it's not too horrible. And if I'm waking up early, the last thing I also want to do is try to figure out the bus schedule. When I do drive, I I dislike it immensely. It is an incredibly (laughs) stressful experience. (laughs) So then, uh, as someone who takes the bus, what would you say to convince me to give it a try? I have taken public transit uh, to get to the airport before, but only in other cities like Chicago. Same. Um, Yeah, haven't done it in Pittsburgh. Yes, I am here to sell you on taking the bus. So I actually prefer the bus for a lot of reasons, but the first main one is, is that driving to the airport makes me incredibly anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, it is the cost. To me, parking at the airport is very expensive. But on the bus, I just get to sit back, listen to like an audio book, and enjoy some of the views (laughs) (laughs) while someone else deals with driving. How long does that bus trip take from your house? Yeah, that's that's the rub. That's the real question. So I, I live in Lawrenceville and it takes me about an hour and a half to get to the oh, that's airport. That's not bad. Yeah. With driving. It's a lot less than I would have expected. Yeah. Well, but like if I drive without traffic, it's like half an hour, you know, but like depending on when you're going to the airport, you can really hit some heavy traffic heading out that way. So like if there's a lot of traffic and it's like 45 minutes, like At that point, the bus just makes more sense. And you take the 28X, right? Like the one that leaves from downtown? Yeah. So the 28X, if you're not familiar, it's called the Airport Flyer. I I do catch it from downtown. Despite its name, it does make a number of stops on the way to the airport, including this like little like loop-de-loop thingy Mm -hmm. in Robinson Town Center. It, It doesn't add a ton of time to the total trip, but I've always kind of been intrigued about this this stop. Same here, because that's where the Ikea is. Um, And, you know, those few minutes when I'm waking up as close to my flight as possible are important to me. So that's another reason why I don't take the bus. That feels like a detour if you're trying to get straight to the airport. I mean, there should be a bus um, there. So the shopping centers are accessible for people to go to those stores, for people who go to work there. But why isn't there an express option that goes straight to the airport? That feels like it'd be useful. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to call it a flyer, it feels like it should actually go straight there. Well, I talked to Adam Brandoff, the director of public relations for PRT, Pittsburgh Regional Transit, and he told me that there are two bus trips for the 28X, one in each direction, that do skip Robinson Town Center. So if you're interested in catching this bus... uh, The one magical trip all day that you don't have to make that stop. (laughs) Yeah, one in each direction. But yeah, if you want to catch this bus, you got to look at your bus schedule. So check that out. Interesting. Yeah, along with that, he also told me that the bus hasn't always served Robinson Town Center, but it has for at least the last decade. I learned that about 1,500 people a day take the 28X. Wow. And he also told me that PRT is looking into if the 28X could be a true flyer. 
that's certainly something that we're looking at to to potentially split to keep an airport flyer that would that would be a true flyer that would go from like Oakland downtown to the airport and then possibly another route that would serve as more of, of a local service to Robinson Town Center. I'm glad they're actually thinking about this. I feel like that makes obvious sense for people that are in a hurry and want to be able to use the bus. Okay, so Mary Lee, you've been really selling the bus so far, but are there any downsides to this? Dun, dun, dun. I I don't, you know, I love the bus, obviously. I'm clearly a bus girly. I just like being driven somewhere and it being cheap and like, you know, fairly convenient. But it notches a lot of boxes for you. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's very important to me. I'm very attached. Uh, but I, you know, I'm going to be honest about my experience. I, I think the most trouble that I have had with the bus going to and from the airport is that when I'm coming back, and I think part of this is that, you know, when I arrive on a plane, I just arrive whenever the plane arrives, right? And I'm back in Pittsburgh. And then I need to get home. Mm -hmm. And the bus's departure time and my arrival time at the airport aren't always lining up. So sometimes I have had to wait you know, a little bit for a bus. So I want to know about luggage racks. Like I said, another reason I don't take the bus is just because I feel like navigating a big suitcase is annoying. Is that something PRT is thinking about? Yeah. So here's PRT's brand off again on that. I think we can see a future with 28Xs with luggage racks. It would essentially be a, a fleet management issue of just ensuring that all of the buses that have luggage racks are only going onto the 28X and every bus that uses the 28X has the luggage rack because it would be just as inconvenient if some do have luggage racks and some don't have luggage racks. I've certainly been on the 28X with a suitcase next to me and a suitcase in my lap. So that sounds like a maybe. Uh, Any suggestions for folks in your position, Mary Lee, that are taking the bus, but, you know, maybe need a little advice to get get going in the morning? Yes. Yes. Okay. So first, I generally think that if you're going to take the bus, especially if you're going to the airport, you need to build in extra time because obviously you don't want to miss your flight. And if you want to take advantage of the convenience and price of taking the bus to the airport, you do just need to do a little bit of planning ahead of time. I usually allot an extra 45 minutes just in case something goes wrong. But I do think that you should obviously, depending on where you live and, you know, your personal anxieties about airports, like, please adapt this as needed. This is just what I do. Also, if it is possible... A bag or some kind of luggage that is easily worn on your body or maneuverable for the bus because you are going to be like picking it up and moving it a bit. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing is, and maybe this is about being a little bit zen, when you're coming back, just be aware that you might have to wait because your arrival time at the airport may not align with the departure times for the bus. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. 
Eat Gourmet Snacks People Watch will mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So getting to the airport is just half the battle, uh, especially if you're driving. Because once you get there, then you have to figure out parking. Yeah, I mean, the sprawl of the parking lot at the airport, it it kind of amazes me. Yeah, that's actually probably maybe my biggest gripe about PIT. Like, the lots do not make any sense. We will link the parking lot map in the show notes. But, like, they aren't set up in a pattern. They're just these sprawls with nonsensical letters and numbers that don't go in chronological order exactly. I don't know why everything about Pittsburgh refuses to allow for a grid. Like, it, we, we know how to do this. <laughs> I'm glad that you've acknowledged that the numbers don't make sense because the first time I parked there, I just thought I was missing something completely. I can't express to you how many times I have been parking or walking to the airport or walking back from the airport. And I look around and there are like 15 people that you can see like right where you're standing that are just looking around like, where is it? (laughs) It's always really funny to me. There's a lot of commiserating in those lots. (laughs) Yeah. um, When I travel with my partner, we usually park in one of those lots. Uh, We go for the economy lot, which is $10 a day. Mm -hmm. You can reserve a spot ahead of time. And I really recommend doing that because you get a discount that way. Uh, While I was researching for this episode, I looked at prices for a trip that we're taking in March. So very ahead of time. Uh, But we'll be gone for 19 days. And the parking was $145 total, which like, yes, much more expensive than the bus, but not quite as bad as I expected. Much more expensive. Well, we land at midnight after about 20 hours of traveling. So after that, I don't want to wait around. Um, I feel that. Yeah. The downside to the economy lot is that there isn't a shuttle to the building. There are parking areas that do get shuttle service, but I appreciate a walk if I'm about to be cooped up in a plane or have been, you know, packed in a tight seat for a few hours. Yeah. Well, when I have driven, I take a picture every time of like the nearest letter number combo floating boxes that they have in those lots so that I can remember where I've parked because my key fob of my car doesn't, it doesn't beep. It doesn't do the beepy thing. So I can't like, if I do not remember where my car is, it is 
straight up lost. (laughs) Megan, I know you talked to folks from the airport about parking. Got any good tips? I actually learned a lot. Um, I talked to Bob Kerlick. He's the public affairs director with the County Airport Authority. So his office is at PIT, um, and he navigates all of this every day. Kind of wild that you would have to go through security every day for your job. I mean, not just like regular, like walking, like saying hi to a security guard, like walking through a detector. TSA security. I've heard it makes packing a lunch you know, if you want like to work a real endeavor. Um, but anyway, first of all, there are four parking lots, as Sophia alluded to. Um, there used to be more, apparently. So if you've ever been to PIT, there's this people mover that extends into the parking lot, like an escalator, except it's flat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it takes you right up to the security line or just about there, right? Right. I think people mover is such a fun name. I know, right? <laughs> so if you're on the mover leaving the airport... So riding it away from the main part of the space, all of the numbers on the left side are odd and all of the numbers on the right side are even. This was brand new information for me and does help a little bit. (laughs) So what about the letters? Did you figure anything out about that? No. And no one knows where they came from or why they don't actually go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, there's not really a good answer for that. (laughs) Uh, But the whole airport is under construction right now as part of a $1.4 billion renovation. Um, And good news for fellow parking lot haters like me, they could maybe get a redesign. Um, Bob Kerlick said that everything is on the table right now. And they've been working on the airport for like, I don't know, it feels like a really long time. It has been a minute. I think the pandemic slowed him down quite a bit. Um, he said that they're on pace right now for a having mo- almost everything done, I think is how he put it, in March 2025. Um, but there's some cool stuff coming up that I hadn't really even thought about. Like what? So actually, Mary Lee, I think you might be sad about this. The train is going away Megan, that takes you from no. landside to airside. Um, apparently, kids everywhere are going to be really bummed about this. <laughs> Not just kids, Megan. I'm bummed. Not the train. I love it with the like the little red dot at the end. I know, I know. Um, yeah, so the the train's gonna go away. The security area is gonna be a lot bigger and a lot more modern. Why is it so small in the first place? Yeah, so according to Bob, the entire airport, even like its X design, like if you're looking at it from an aerial, um, I think I knew this, but I hadn't really thought about like how it plays out for the passenger, right? Um, That was all designed for U.S. Airways because years ago we were their primary transfer hub. So whatever they wanted, they got, but then they left. And really one of the only areas in the whole space that was designed for Pittsburghers was the security area. But at the time... There weren't that many locals flying out of here. Like in terms of the ratio of total passengers, it was actually fairly low. Um, Here's Bob talking about those U.S. airway days. So if you think about it, we had 20 million passengers. Five million of them were Pittsburgh passengers, right? The other 15 were connecting. Those connecting passengers are now gone. But those passengers never went through the security checkpoint, right? They never hit the curb. They never parked. Now we, we went from 5 million Pittsburgh passengers now almost to 10 million Pittsburgh passengers. We basically doubled the amount of people that are using the checkpoint, that are using the baggage system, that are using the parking. Um, so it'll be a much more efficient travel experience once we're into the new terminal. So that's why the parking garage is so small, too. Like, it's tiny, I guess, considering how much winter weather we get. Like, for a northeast airport, it's, it's really, really small. So they're going to be addressing that, too, and maybe adding some parking. 
making more winter weather friendly parking. Yeah, potentially another garage was the impression I got. Um, So some more updates. International arrivals are going to be different. Bob says it'll be better. Um, And then the baggage system is getting a reboot. I thought this was crazy. So right now the bags at the airport take forever because they travel eight miles of the whole belt system around the X. Whoa. Because once again... Yeah, it was eight miles. So once again, it was built exclusively for U.S. Airways. American bought them. So for years, American Airlines has been the only company allowed to use that long-ass belt system. Southwest leased with them not long ago, so now they use it too. But every other airline, they drive your bags over on huge carts. Like, I've seen those outside the airplanes, but it didn't Mm -hmm. occur to me that that's how they move everything. Okay, this validates so much for me because I've missed a bus before. So like now I at least know. Now you know why. (laughs) So they're redoing that whole system and every airline is going to get to use the same system. It'll be a lot shorter because it's not making the X. And Sophia, you mentioned you're reserving your parking spot. Bob said that they've actually been filling up like whole parking lots have been filling up. Not every lot at the same time, thankfully, but they've been inching closer and closer to that. So the reservation thing is like really the only way to be totally sure that you're going to be able to park. Can you imagine getting to the airport? It being like a time crunch and there's nowhere to put your car at all. For any price? Oh, man. Well, that's good to know. Um, Like I mentioned, I usually reserve ahead of time. But now that I know that's highly recommended, that's something I'll be doing. Um, And even if you do have that parking reservation, it's still good to get there a little bit early because it's not like a specific spot is assigned to you. True. You You might might have to wander a minute. (laughs) Do a little driving, walk a little further than you expected. So I guess even if you're driving, build in that extra time. Um, A couple of tips for folks as they're considering this. Um, Sophia was right. Shuttle service is only for the inner three lots, not the economy one, which is the cheapest. Um, I asked Bob if we were supposed to tip the shuttle drivers. um, And he said he said no. But I always have like every time. Yeah. They mean they help you with your bags. Yeah. Um, And some of them, I swear, I've seen a tip jar before. So I was like, oh, okay, this is the thing you do. Um, And then this one has more to do with when you buy your flights. Sophia, I regret to inform you that apparently mornings 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. and early evening 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. are the worst by far for crowds in Pittsburgh. Gotcha. Gotcha. We'll be thinking about this when I'm booking next time. (laughs) Bob shared that the seat data shows more than 300,000 people will be passing through the terminal during this 11-day stretch we're coming into. It starts Friday and then goes through January 1st. It's by far the busiest period, and that more than 34,000 people have already bought their tickets just for Friday. 34,000 people. Wow. That's a lot of people. So at least I missed the big day. I'm doing it ahead of time. Yeah, good for you. I will be in it. (laughs) Yeah, Bob said that sometimes Pittsburghers in particular think they can beat the line by being early, but there is no such thing here, apparently. Uh, And lastly, here are, of course, the things that can help you try to get past those lines. Uh, Mary Lee, TSA PreCheck, which is what you have, I think. Yes, I love having TSA PreCheck. It took me years to get it, but it's really easy. And occasionally the TSA PreCheck line can be pretty long because so many people have it, but it's like... 78 bucks for five years and it's 70 bucks to renew it and the only thing is like you have to or at least i did when i got it i had to like go to a government office and talk to somebody 
And you don't have to do that anymore. Bob said that there are walk-in appointments available at the airport right now. So you can just go in, get cleared, pay your money, and then jump through the line. Oh, heck yeah. That's awesome. So the other options are global entry for international travelers. Domestically, it works just like pre-check. But if you want to pay just a teeny bit more money, um, if you do travel internationally, if you're coming back to the U.S., it fast tracks you through customs. So that's $100 for five years. That's what I have. Um, I got it as a Christmas gift one year. Highly recommend. It's a great gift. And then starting today, actually, they're the first airport in Pennsylvania that will be offering clear. They've they've had signs up for a long time. (gasps) Um, So they get a fingerprint or like a retinal eye scan, and it lets you jump to the front of your respective line. So if you have pre-check, you're the front of that line. If you don't, you're the front of the regular line. Um, It is kind of expensive. It's the most expensive of these options. It's $189 for one single year. But there are some credit cards that give you that perk. So like, check it out if you're into using your credit card to hack that stuff. Mm. But obviously, I have all of the hackers to make it go faster. But are there any other suggestions to make getting through the airport lines a little bit faster and easier for us all? Yeah, well, technically, there are two lines. You can check them both on the same board where they list arrivals and departures. There's the main one that everybody has seen and often goes through. But then there's a separate one upstairs where all the airlines are, where you like drop your check bags off at, um, that's labeled E-Gate. That used to be a U.S. Air's direct line. Um, But now it's the overflow line. So it doesn't have pre-check. So if that's your lane, maybe stay downstairs. But if you see that the main line is like super duper long and you want to take your chance, you can walk upstairs and it's often shorter. It feels longer sometimes because it's a very narrow hallway and you can't see what's next and it goes on longer than you think it will. But I think technically it's probably mostly shorter most of the time. I think one time um, airport employees actually just put me straight up in that line, too. So yeah, sometimes they'll divert yeah. you. So if you see them waving you away from the main line. And That's you're a like, good Wait, thing. what the heck is this? That's what it is. I have to say that my best tip for the airport that I learned on a very bad night is that if you are returning and it is winter, the fear when you leave your car in the airport parking is that it will be dead when you get there. It has happened to me before. Mm. If you get back to your car and the battery is dead, the airport parking will jump your car for you. And it is a 24-7 service. That is very helpful to know. Yeah, all you have to do is call this phone number. I called the airport parking to confirm this phone number. It is 412-472-5050. Yes, we'll have it in the show notes. Maybe save it to your phone before you fly out, just in case. (laughs) Um, Well, crew, happy travels this week. I really hope that it is as smooth as it reasonably can be. I think it will be. You know, whatever happens, happens. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone about us. We really, really appreciate those referrals. You can leave us a review. You can leave us a nice rating. Five stars only, please. We will be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. It just gives Tupperware vibes.